Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 3 of Jess by H. Ryder Haggard. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain mr frank muller john neal woke early the next morning feeling as sore and stiff as though he had been well beaten and then wrapped up tight in horse girths he made shift however to dress himself and then with the help of a stick limped through the french windows that opened from his room onto the veranda and surveyed the scene before him it was a delightful spot at the back of the stead was the steep boulder-strewn face of the flat-topped hill that curved round on each side embosoming a great slope of green in the lap of which the house was placed it was very solidly built of brown stone and with the exception of the wagon shed and other outbuildings which were roofed with galvanized iron that shone and glistened in the rays of the morning sun in a way that would have made an eagle blink was covered with rich brown thatch all along its front ran a wide veranda up the trellis-work of which green vines and blooming creepers trailed pleasantly and beyond was the broad carriage-drive of red soil bordered with bushy orange trees laden with odorous flowers and green and golden fruit on the farther side of the orange trees were the gardens fenced in with low walls of rough stone and the orchard planted with standard fruit trees and beyond these again the oxen and ostrich quails the latter full of long-necked birds to the right of the house grew thriving plantations of blue gum and black wattle and to the left was a broad stretch of cultivated lands lying so that they could be irrigated for winter crops by means of water led from the great spring that gushed out of the mountain side high above the house and gave its name of moifawantian to the place all these and many more things john neal saw as he looked out from the veranda at moifontian but for the moment at any rate they were lost in the wild and wonderful beauty of the panorama that rolled away for miles and miles at his feet till it was bounded by the mighty range of the drakensberg to the left 
tipped here and there with snow and by the dim and vast horizon of the swelling transvaal plains to the right and far in front of him it was a beautiful sight and one to make the blood run in a man's veins and his heart beat happily because he was alive to see it mile upon mile of grass-clothed veldt beneath bending and rippling like a cornfield in the quick breath of the morning space upon space of deep blue sky overhead with ne'er a cloud to dim it and the swift rush of the wind between then to the left there impressive to look on and conducive to solemn thoughts the mountains rear their crests against the sky and crowned with the gathered snows of the centuries whose monuments they are from eon to eon gaze majestically out over the wide plains and the ephemeral ant-like races who tread them and while they endure think themselves the masters of their little world and over all mountain plain and flashing stream the glorious light of the african sun and the spirit of life moving now as it once moved upon the darkling waters john stood and gazed at the untamed beauty of the scene in his mind comparing it to many cultivated prospects which he had known and coming to the conclusion that however desirable the presence of civilized man might be in the world it could not be said that his operations really add to its beauty for the old line nature unadorned adorned the most still remains true in more senses than one presently his reflections were interrupted by the step of silas croft which notwithstanding his age and bent frame still rang firm enough and he turned to greet him well captain neil said the old man up already it looks well if you mean to take to farming yes it's a pretty view and a pretty place too well i made it twenty-five years ago i rode up here and saw this spot look you see that rock there behind the house i slept under it and woke at sunrise and looked out at this beautiful scene and at the great veldt it was all alive with game then and i said to myself silas for five-and-twenty years have you wandered about this great country and now you are getting tired of it you've never seen a fairer spot than this or a healthier be a wise man and stop here and so i did i bought the three thousand morgan six thousand acres more or less for ten pounds down and a case of gin and i set to work to make this place and you see i have made it ay it has grown under my hand every stone and tree of it and you know what that means in a new country but one way or another i have done it now i have grown too old to manage it and that's how i came to give out that i wanted a partner as mr snow told you down in durban you see i told snow it must be a gentleman i don't care much about the money i'll take a thousand for a third share if i can get a gentleman none of your boars or mean whites for me i tell you i've had enough of boars and their ways the best day of my life was when old shepstone ran up the union jack there in pretoria and i could call myself an englishman once more 
lord and to think that there are men who are subjects of the queen and want to be subjects of a republic again mad captain neil i tell you quite mad however there's an end of it all now you know what sir garnet wolseley told them in the name of the queen up at the val river that this country would remain english until the sun stood still in the heavens and the waters of the val ran backwards that's good enough for me for as i tell these grumbling fellows who want the land back now that we have paid their debts and defeated their enemies no english government is false to its word or breaks engagements solemnly entered into by its representatives we leave that sort of thing to foreigners no no captain neil i would not ask you to take a share in this place if i wasn't sure that it would remain under the british flag but we will talk of all this another time and now come in to breakfast after breakfast as john was far too lame to walk about the farm the fair bessie suggested that he should come and help her to wash a batch of ostrich feathers and accordingly off he went the locus operandi was in a space of lawn at the rear of a little clump of natcha orange trees of which the fruit is like that of the maltese orange only larger here were placed an ordinary washing-tub half filled with warm water and a tin bath full of cold the ostrich feathers many of which were completely coated with red dirt were plunged first into the tub of warm water where john neal scrubbed them with soap and then transferred to the tin bath where bessie rinsed them and laid them on a sheet in the sun to dry the morning was very pleasant and john soon came to the conclusion that there are many more disagreeable occupations in the world than the washing of ostrich feathers with a lovely girl to help you for there was no doubt but that bessie was lovely looking a very type of happy healthy womanhood as she sat opposite to him on the little stool her sleeves rolled 